Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Let's Talk Football podcast. I'm back here with Harley Collins. It's a pleasure to be back on. Um, this is the first time in our history where we've recorded two episodes in under a week, and, and we're going to be releasing it um, very soon. As of the time we're recording, it is Monday afternoon. The Premier League comes back on Wednesday, mm-hmm. and um, we're, going to, we're looking to have it out before Wednesday. So, Lovely. Yeah, mate, I'm buzzing for the Premier League. Oh, mate, me too. Honestly, like I, I was worried that it wouldn't carry on, um, and just, just in general, like because it was a horrible time, like of all the years that it could have happened. It was when Liverpool were doing well, which is just typical Liverpool, isn't it? But I'm relieved it's um, looking to be coming back. So, and I'm very looking forward to watching some some of the matches as well. There's some very good matches lined up for this weekend. Yeah. Yeah, they are. Uh, I think Man City versus Arsenal. That's a game I'm very excited for. But personally, uh, Sheffield United v Aston Villa. I'm not too keen on that. Uh, it's not like you know a perfect game, but I'll still watch it. I'm, I'm, lad. I'm not, not being funny, but I'm gonna watch every, every single game. I'm gonna watch all, all twelve games that are happening. Is it twelve? I think it's twelve games within the next. I'm gone. I've got them up yet. One, two, three, four, five, six. 10, 11, yeah, 12 games. 12 games, including the ones that um, the games are on that are going to be played on Wednesday. And then you've got games Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Yeah, obviously, Bolton are not competing in the league because we're too good. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, of course. Um, you're too good for the Championship and League One as well. Yeah, I know. League Two, too. We might not even be in League Two next year. They might just, they might just make a league for us. But anyway, um, before we get into all this, um, all this good stuff, all the Premier League action that's going to be coming up, yeah, league kits, the league kits that have been um, announced. Well, some of them have, some of them have been leaked. Um, what, what ones do you think are the best, and what ones do you think are the worst? I think Man City's home kit's quite nice. I, I, I disagree. To be honest, I'm, if I'm just going to get it up now. Um, I remember looking at it and thinking, yeah, it's it's weird. I'm looking at it, and if you just you look at the background, like I'm not. If you're watching this at home, um, you can. I'm sure if you go off the app and just go on Google yourself and have a look at the 2021 kit for Man City, um, the audio will still play. If you Google Man City home kit 2021, and you just look at it, it looks like it's 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 a nice color, but the design in the background's weird. It looks like broken glass. <laughs> it looks like there's broken glass all over the shades. It just looks weird to me. Well, it could be worse. Like, have you seen Arsenal's, um, one of Arsenal's kit? I think it's their third or away, their third or away kit. Have, have you seen City's third kit? It, it looks like... Oh, yeah. It looks like my nan's curtains. It genuinely reminds me of my grandmother's curtains. Um, it, it yeah, look- the... I'm looking at the away kit. I think I'm. I think that's real. The away kit isn't bad um, if it's that that black one that they've. Um, oh wait, no, that's not it. Yeah, no, no, this is the real one. Yeah, the the away kit's bad as well. The away kit's probably. I think the home kit's the best of the three, but all three are pretty ugly, in my opinion. I like I like uh, City's home kit, but do you know uh, Arsenal's home kit? It's free, they've done it for years on a trot. They've made. Have they just kept the same kit? No, it's just kind of, but it's like 
they've they've got three. Okay, yeah, but they've, they've had three good home kits on, on the trot. That that's nice. Um, apparently, I'm looking. Um, I googled it, and apparently, Arsenal fans are furious. But uh, let's be honest, Arsenal fans will find any reason to be furious. The design in the background, with the it's in the background, it looks a bit weird. I prefer last season's one, but I still think it's quite nice, all things considered. Although the way it says fly better, instead of fly Emirates, it says Emirates fly better, which we've never seen. But I think that's a sponsorship thing more than anything. Yeah, I I, 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 don't, I think it looks half decently. I think it looks nice. I think Arsenal, I think every, I think every year they, they smash it. Yeah, Arsenal, you, like, I feel like, like um, well, this season, Arsenal and Liverpool have the two best kids, like, overall, when you consider home away in third. I know, we're, I know we're our editor, Tom Edwards, he's a big fan of the kit. I mean, apparently he's, he's going to pre-order it when it comes out. What? Think... An Arsenal fan that's not angry? Yeah. Uh, that's new. Sorry, sorry, I don't, I don't hate Arsenal, bro. He also, he also, uh, he also says that Mustafi needs more game time. <laughs> Mustafi he's... give him more, give him more game time. Nah, I think most Arsenal fans want him executed. He says this, he says this to me in private. The end. He says, "Well, you know, if we give Mustafi a, a bit more game time, he might be able to prove himself. You know, prove himself to the world that he can actually be a decent centre back." I mean, he's not been bad under Arteta, but you know, he hasn't been great either. Yeah, well. Let's be honest. Other than Leno and Golu, I think it's very underrated. Being Leno, very underrated player. There's no one in that defence that you think they're going to keep goals out. Like Kieran Tierney's got potential, but he's still only young. Yeah, if but... I was Jesus, sorry for that. Uh, if uh, I was Arsenal, you know who I'd be looking at in the uh, transfer window. Who? I'd I'd look at Mukulele. You know. Because he'd be a bit cheaper than like Ibrahim Ibrahim Akanate. They're, they're both from uh, Leipzig, and I'd get I'd get Upamecano too. So two very good centre backs. Mm. You can uh, if Arsenal can somehow use their money to get both Upamecano and Konate, then I feel like they'll be sorted. But that's unlikely. Either way, though, I think Arsenal are going to want in the transfer market. Their priority should be getting. A, um, you know, getting some defensive reinforcements, especially if a Bamyang stays. Yeah, I feel like if a Bamyang goes, then the Arsenal need to spend that money wisely, because I feel like Arsenal are in a bit of a situation similar to what Liverpool were in back with Luis Suarez, where Suarez looks as though he could be on his way out. Suarez goes. We Liverpool made a lot of money off Suarez, but then they spent that money stupidly. Arsenal can't afford to make that same mistake. Yeah, but if a Bamian goes, I'll tell you what I would do. I wouldn't spend it on a new striker, some money on a new striker. They've got that Martinelli. And... They've got Lacazette as well. Um, Lacazette as well, if he, um, if Lacazette stays. In my opinion, if Arteta wants Thomas Partey from Atletico Madrid bad, then they could go, they could have a swap. I think there's a swap deal for, you know, like uh, Lamar and... Lacazette going on with Arsenal, I think, at the minute. Mm, swap. You don't see many swap deals, though, um, these days. Like, I know you see them loads on FIFA, but a lot of the time they're very, like, yeah, complicated but... because there's so many different parties that you've got to please. But Arsenal do need to spend, I think. Um... Being serious. So, 
I'd, I'd give Martinelli a chance in the starting eleven because most most of the times I've seen him play, he scored. Yeah, um, he, he is um, going to be very good in the future. I feel like Arsenal definitely want to try and keep hold of him. But I'm looking at a kit now. Man United's home kit for next season. It's it's awful. Like it looks like you know when you go on the inside of a bus and you've got yeah. all that them like red seats with map designs on. Yeah. Oh it, it yeah. It looks exactly like that Man United's kit for next season. Yeah. Like I mean, it's honestly terrible. Could call it ugly. I mean but I wouldn't call it nice either. I just don't think about it. Because Man United, they used to have some class kits. Uh, I think it was 2012 and 2013. They had some good kits. Mm, but it was back when they had... Um, it was before Chevrolet... Um, Chevrolet... Christ above. Chevrolet were the... Or Chevrolet. I'm not, I don't even know how you pronounce it, to be honest with you. But before they were the sponsor, they used to have nice kits all the time. But they just, like, don't really anymore. Yeah. But if you look at right, the the worst kit though that I think I've seen so far is Man United's third kit. Like it's so awful that like I'm not even gonna tell the people that are watching this to go and Google it. It's like I've it, seen it. it's giving me it's I'm looking at it and it's physically putting my eyes in pain. That that that's not me having a laugh for comedic effect. My eyes are genuinely in pain looking at this monstrosity. Like, what are they trying to do? Hypnotise the way to a 21st league title? Christ <laughs> above, I want to put bleach in my eyes. It's like, it's like a zebra kit. Imagine, imagine being a Man United player, you, you're walking into the changing rooms, um, and uh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer just, just says, well, I know you've been waiting, waiting uh, for your new kit, so here you go. And the third kit in the place is just crying. <laughs> and then Harry Maguire's just there like, why do we all look like zebras? I know. Uh, any other kits that you can um, you've thought of? Like I know outside of the Premier League, Bayern have a very good home kit. I think Liverpool's um, home kit's been leaked potentially. I'm not sure; it's not confirmed. But from what I've seen, from what our home kit might look like, it does look um quite good. Our away kit's a bit weird. It's like it's like a turquoiseish colour. Um, but with like again, it's got one of them weird designs in the background with all. It almost looks like there's dinosaurs in the background. It's very weird. Google Chelsea's uh, I think it's their away kit or their third kit, because it looks like Crystal Palace's kit. Just Google it. It's it's disgusting. At me, it's awful. Alright, um, gonna cry when you see this. Yeah. I've I've seen the third kit. And it, do you mean the one that's red and red with blue stripes? Yeah, it's awful. That's weird though. Don't like it. Why have you? I mean, you just stole Crystal Palace's colour scheme. I know it's mad though. Um, uh, but yeah, the um, yeah, I can't find the the home kit. Doesn't look that bad. Bournemouth. They've got their kit released. I think they're playing in theirs next week. I don't think no, I don't think they're allowed to until um the next season starts, that's the rule. How are Bayern allowed to play in, in their like, new kit? I think I I don't think they are. I think like our kit came out. Our kit for this season came out um before the Liverpool played the Champions League final against Spurs 
But even though I had the new kit on, we weren't allowed to wear it that season for the Champions League final. We had to wear the kit that we've been wearing all season. And I think the same rules apply in the Premier League. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking I'm now, though. It doesn't look that bad. I'm, no, I'm, what I'm looking at now is Everton's home kit. And I'm looking and um, it's got a button, which isn't isn't very ideal. But other than that, it's not a bad design, I don't think. The away kit's very similar, but just white. Is this going to buy for more? What? Is this going to buy for more? I've just, I've just searched up Everton home kit. Um, 2021. Oh, yeah, I see it. No, that's actually really nice. I like that. I'm, I'm glad that um, Everton actually have a good kit. Um, well, it was good this year, but obviously, I don't people, I don't want Everton to have a bad kit because obvious people reasons. People have a problem with the button, but I think the button, button on kits, they make them look, you know, quite nice. It's annoying to wear, though. Annoying to wear, but... Like, it might look nice, but... It's annoying to wear. I I I always undo undo the button, me especially if I'm played in. Uh, so yeah, that that that's a bit. Uh, what's the third kit? I've not. I'll I'll find out. But I don't know if it's being leaked. To be honest, but no, I don't think it's being leaked. Oh, actually, it's um. I can see it, but I don't know if it's real or not. But it's like that—that's a bit odd. That it's like it's almost like a brown color, but not. And it's like a—it's very weird. It's hard to describe. I genuinely don't know what colors those are, but it's quite like it's alright. Like yeah, it's not bad. I'm looking at it now. It's not bad. Um, like I mean, it's not but why is the Everton logo brown? Like, surely you could have made that blue one the sports pizza. Yeah. Yeah. Not blue, but white. No, it, it, I think blue works. So even just like white looks better than whatever colour they've made it there. But yeah, have you seen Ajax's new kit? I've not. No, is it now? Actually, yes, I have actually. I've got a friend who's an Ajax supporter. Um, shout out to Diego if he's watching this. But I think he sent me it, um recently, and I'm gonna go on, on um, my DMs and have a have a look. Oh, I've seen it. It was the third kit he sent me. The third kit looks like. Oh wait, no, no. Um, I think that's that's this season. Never mind. Forget I said anything. Still shout out to the Diego though. He's a solid guy. Um, it's it's okay. I mean, I mean, it's not my cup of tea. I've seen the home kit. Yeah, that um, typical Ajax kit, but it's still solid. Yeah, but why is it like? Why have you got a red Ajax badge? I'm looking I mean, at the home kit, man. Um, is it the is it, is it the away you're looking at? I think it's the away or the and and people are actually, you know, when it comes to football teams and kits, like like there are some people out there, like they will be a a green, a yellow, a brown, all mixed together in a kit. And I'm like, oh, that's fit. That I love it just because their team's badges on there. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm not scared to say when I, I Liverpool bring out a kit, and I think it's bad. Like last season, not this season. I'm happy with all three kits we've got this season. Um, especially my favourite is the uh, Block and Say Hoist one. That's absolutely stunning. 
but all three are good. But last season we had that purple one, and I just no, none of none of our kits last season were for me. Like the, I got the home shirt, but because I thought that wasn't bad, even though we had a collar. But the, the away and the third kits just weren't like. You know what? You know Brighton. Like I think they just like they use the same kit every year. Like I think there was a green one last year, uh, and uh, they had they re released the green one this year just with the slightest change. Like the slightest, mm. and they're just like asking you to like, oh yeah, mate, uh, ch- chuck another fifty quid at this, the same shirt. Yeah, um, it's it's mad when they try and do that like clubs. But I've, anyway, um, any any other kit you can really think of, or should we move on, or whatever? Because um, uh, we've been no, banging on about football kits for the last sixteen minutes, lad. Yeah. Um, I would, I'd move on to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. So for the the Premier League's coming back um, mm-hmm. soon, by soon, literally on Wednesday. Wednesday. Um, right. I'm gonna I'm gonna list out the matches, and we're gonna we're gonna exchange predictions, and we're gonna have a brief you know debate about why we think what's gonna happen. So Aston Villa versus Sheffield United. I think it'll be a two-two draw. I think a one-one draw, but. I just, I just feel like, I feel like it's a case of Jack Grealish, as much as I hate the man, is on fire too much to not score. But Sheffield United are too good at the back to conceive more than one to a relegation club. I, I feel like it's likely that Sheffield United could get a 1-0-2-0 win, but I've just got a feeling it'll be 1-1. Because um, Grealish will be looking to prove himself. Because let's be honest, he's going to want to move away from Villa Park next season. So he's got to be doing his best to yeah, do what he like, can to um, get that move. And he's obviously he's going to want to keep filling up as well because it, it doesn't look very yeah. good for him if his club goes down. Yeah, the relegation, the relegation spots are so are so tight. Like Aston Villa, if you think about it, need this win more than Sheffield United because I believe I'm going to have a look at the Premier League table now. But I believe that if Aston Villa and Sheffield United draw. Villa stay in the relegation zone, but Sheffield United come up to um, sixth place. Yeah, that's right. That. But if Sheffield United win, then they go ahead of Man United in the Premier League table and they get the fifth place. Hmm. So that's, that's yeah. a fun fact. I mean, so I think Aston Villa and Sheffield United, like, they, like both of them are going to go for it, in my opinion. Hmm. Yeah, I also, agree, because... Sheffield United are going to want to get into that fifth place because unless City's ban, um, you know, ban gets reversed, fifth place is a Champions League spot. But Aston Villa, if they if they lose or draw, they stay in nineteenth. If they win, they climb up to um, I think it's sixteenth in the table. They climb up to, and then yeah, and that will keep them um, only it'll keep them a point clear of the relegation zone, which isn't very much, but it's still better than being in nineteenth place. No offense to uh, like any Sheffield United fans, but like they they are not there's not a lot of young talent in that team. Mm. I think least least Mos least or Mozart, however you say it, he's a good player. He's a good striker. I mean, you know, in my opinion, I mean, I think he scored eight or ten goals or something like that. Uh, so he is a decent striker, but like. You've also got that Burge, but I, I don't know. Like I haven't seen much of him, but 
the rest of the squad, you've got Ollie McBurney, uh, Lundstrom, uh, Egan. These are not young players. The thing, thing is, though, right, if you look players. at Sheffield United, their strength, right, if you look at, they've scored, only, they've only scored 30 goals this season. So, you've, if you look at the teams that have scored more goals than them, I'll list them all now. Liverpool, Man City, Leicester, Chelsea, Man United, Wolves, Tottenham, Arsenal, Burnley, Everton, Southampton, Brighton, West Ham, Aston Villa. They've all scored more, go- more goals than Sheffield United. But Sheffield United's strength comes at the back. It comes defensively because they don't have much going forward, Sheffield United. But it's their ability to defend that's, that's took them where they are. Like They've got a great system at the back. Like Dean Henderson's been one of the best keepers uh, over oh, yeah. the season um, in goal. But really, I think the strength does come from the five at the back system. And I feel like a massive part of that is the likes of, you know, Boulder, Ender Stevens, Johnny Egan. Stevens and Egan, for me, have been, if I was to make a team of the year out of all, you know, team of the year so far out of 11 players, Stevens, yeah. Egan, and Henderson would be in that starting lineup. Yes, I am putting Ender Stevens in there over Andy Robertson. That's how good. He's been. Maybe if you if you consider them for how good they've both been, you could say Robertson's been better this season. But the thing with Stevens is how much he's exceeded expectation. And in general, Sheffield United have exceeded expectation. They've conceded twenty five goals. Right, the only team to concede less than Sheffield United has been Liverpool with twenty one. Man City have conceded more than Sheffield United. City have conceded thirty one goals. Sheffield United have conceded 25. And I think that speaks volumes to just how good Sheffield United have been. Especially defensively. Most, most Sheffield United plays like free agents and that. And for that, that gives, that gives me hope as a Bolton fan. If you do the right scouting, you can reach the Premier League. Yeah. On, not, I think, on I think table, Chris Wilder as a manager has been the main yeah. factor. But I think what Wilder's, I think Wilder's done is he's built like... He doesn't. He doesn't have the most talented players in the league, does he? Like, if you look, if you go down the table, can, for just for the talent in the team alone, Sheffield United should probably be in the bottom half of the table. Maybe even like, you know, fourteenth, fifteenth. But it's the way they they combine together as a team, and just in general, it's the there's no individual in that team apart from maybe like Dean Henderson, where you think, yeah, they're they're star player, they're carrying this team to glory. No, it's a team effort between them all. And the system they've got going on works so so well. Yeah. Yeah, so... For me, I was... Uh... Let me turn that yeah, I, I think it'll be a draw. Um... Yeah. Anyway, I've got to say something. As a Bolton fan, right, I'm not going to say, oh, yeah. Like, I, joke, I joke a lot about uh, Bolton winning the Champions League and that and how... We do it every year, but in reality, the only league we're winning is League Two so far. Uh, but as a Bolton fan, like you know, if you're not gonna like key Phil, right? He just he was bringing in players, right? And he was just playing the same formation every game, and it just kept costing us and costing us and costing us wins. And I'd give him another crack at the whip if he was gonna, you know, play a four-three-three, but. Like four, three people bringing in like three centre mids, wingers, striker because because you can't just play uh, 
I think I think Joe Dodo Dodo uh, he's a uh, I think he was a, a right mid uh, he's a right mid and a striker or can play striker but he's playing Joe Dodo at right back like what are you doing man you can't be doing no, that I haven't seen anything that ridiculous since Ashley Young got told he was a fullback but He's not a bad player, actually, younger, in my opinion. He's he, in his crazy. prime, in his prime, he was a yeah. very good winger, but he started slowing down, and then Man United suddenly decided he was he was a fullback, and yeah, that just didn't go well. You like James were... Milner is a prime example of a player that can play in loads of different positions. Ashley Young is not. But anyway, um, moving on, right? Man City versus Arsenal, and I think you and me. As much as I would love Arsenal to get a result, I think you and me both know exactly how this game's going to go. So, let, let me talk to you a minute. Uh, so, uh, Kevin De Bruyne is going to walk out on the pitch, he's going to do his usual warm-up, and he's going to smack He's going to smack four goals in from 90 yards out. That's what's going to happen. Yeah, City are going to win 4-5-0. I'm going to say 4-0, but... I'm going to... I'm going to say 3-1 again. Yeah, um, fair enough. I feel like there's a good chance of Bamyang could score, maybe. Um, or just, Arsenal, um, Arsenal have one of the best at attacks in the league, but the problem is the defence. Like, let's be honest, the midfield's not ideal either. Ozil's not what he once was. Um, and there's just, like, it's just not a very, they're not very good. Um, apart from the front, and they've got, they've got one of the better keepers in the league, but they're still just not. Arsenal's doing his best, but... Who's getting the goals? Who's getting the goals? I think two for Aguero, one for the Bruyne, one for Sterling. I think I think Martinelli's going to get one. I think uh, the Bruyne is going to get one. I think Mahrez is going to get one, and I think Aguero is going to get one. You going for five? You going for third enough? Um, right. But moving on from the Wednesday games, moving on to Friday, Norwich versus Southampton. I personally think no. Southampton will win 2-1. Uh, so, you know Norwich? Right. So, I think the last time they played, I think they beat Leicester 1-0. Um, so, if they can build, if they can get some momentum and, uh, you know, possibly, you know, climb up their relegation spots... There's a good chance they can survive because the only chance they're surviving now is if they pick the up momentum. The last time they played, Sheffield United beat them 1 0, but the time before that, they beat Leicester 1 0, which is quite good. Um, I'm just going to go on what um, the interesting thing about Norwich is they've had like, although there's not much chance of Norwich surviving, if you look, they've had, um, they've had a hard run with fixtures going up. Because Norwich's fixtures now with Southampton and Everton at home. Arsenal away, Brighton at home, Watford away, West Ham at home, Chelsea away, Burnley at home, and then Man City away. Apart from like City, Everton, and like Chelsea, maybe Arsenal as well. There's no one there that you think there's no chance Norwich are going to get a result out of. Although I think Norwich will still go down, which makes me sad to say because I've got a soft spot for Norwich. I think they'll they'll put up a bit of a fight and pick up some points, but. I do think Southampton 2, Norwich 1. I think Ings will bag 1. I think Shane Long will score. And I think Pukki will score for Norwich. 
Yeah, Pookie. I think he hasn't been in great form either. The thing is with Pookie, though, if you look at the um, goals he scored this season, most of them have been at Carroll Road. I know there's no crowd, so it won't it won't be quite the um, quite the same. But still, I, I think it does account for something that most of Pookie's goals have come at Carroll Road. Yeah, um, I think I think Marich are gonna win two one. Bold. Yeah, right. So, how who's getting the goals for you then? Oh, yeah, Ings and uh, who else? Ings, is that? Ings and Shane Long for Southampton, Pookie for Norwich. Right. I think Todd, Todd Cantwell's going to get two for Norwich. Fair. Um, Tottenham versus Man United. I'm going to say 2 0 to United, to be honest. Honestly, it's still all to play for in them top four and five spots. I mean, if you look at the table, Wolves are in there. Wolves are in the race for Champions League. Uh, yeah, I feel Spurs, like unless City's balance gets reversed, fifth place, getting City's Champions League spot, assuming City don't drop out of the top four, which, let's be honest, they won't die. Die, yeah. what? Um, it's 12 points clear to United with a game in hand that they're going to win. If they win that game in hand, they're 15 points clear of fifth place. But assuming that that ban, you know, stays... Then, yeah, fifth place getting the Champions League spot is really interesting. Um, and you know there is a lot to play for. I feel like if, if Tottenham, if Tottenham win, then depending on the Sheffield United result, if Sheffield United, um, if Sheffield United lose or draw, and Tottenham win, it well it does depend on the other games. But Tottenham basically could be looking at jumping up a good few spots in that table because Sheffield United are two points ahead with the game in hand. Wolves are two points ahead and United are four points ahead. But if Tottenham beat United, then United are only one ahead. But if United you know, beat Tottenham, then, yeah, that that's United. Um, they're basically seven points ahead of Tottenham and that doesn't look good for Tottenham. So Tottenham really need this win. And I think that pressure, we know Tottenham are like under pressure, look crack and United will win. I'm going to say for the goals, Bruno Fernandes is going to score a dodgy penalty. And then I'm going to say Rashford will score as well. What do you think? You know, know, I think Man United, I think they've been good form at the minute. So I think, you know, not against West Brom, of course. (laughs) West Brom, they're they're top of the championship. uh, So, you know, and they've got quite a good squad. Uh, I I do think uh, West Brom are going to win the championship. Yeah, probably are, to be fair. But Man United, I think. Listen, on the pitch, I absolutely hate Rashford, but off the pitch, absolutely exact same. I can't, I can't say I love him, but like I've, I respect him for what he does for for charity, all the stuff he's done during lockdown. Honestly, he is a stand-up fella. Yeah. I used to, I used to hate him, but seeing what he's done off off, off the pitch means like I only hate him when he's playing for United or England. Off the pitch. There's no denying he's a sound blow. There's, there's no way around it. I, mean, I, love him. I love him when he's playing for England. I mean, I think I was watching this uh, documentary. Uh, I think he, he went into a school. Uh, there were about loads of United fans, right, around. United fans were sitting. There was a I've seen City that. Fan. I've seen that. Oh, my oh, mate. It was just for that City fan, uh, mate. I bet, I bet it was so <laughs> awkward. Oh. I'm... Great. This is a random thought, but like, imagine B 
being from Manchester and being a City fan like 20 years ago, you would have got bullied at school every day and now it's the other way down. I know. Yeah. Um, yeah who's your reckon scoring for United? Um, what's your reckon score will be and who's your reckon scoring? I think Son's going to get one for Spurs, you know, to open open the scoring. You know, Spurs, Spurs fans are going to be at home. Yes. I'll be going yes, yes as well. We're going to win a game, yes. And then and then I think uh, Bruno's going to score and I think uh, Martial's going to get one. Martial, that's interesting. Not really, because he's, he's actually, I think Martial's in good form too. I can't remember the last time he scored, to be honest, but I might be wrong. Anyway, Watford versus Leicester. I think we're moving on to the Saturday games now. Uh, yeah. My prediction is Leicester 3, Watford 1, personally. Leicester, they obviously, they've, they've played quite well, to be fair. Um, well, not quite well, Leicester, but, you know, they're starting to pick up form again, starting to pick up heat. Watford, though, on the other hand, uh, they've been OK. Uh, you know, they've been... We've had a success not a lot to talk about, but... Road. No, at least it's not at Anfield. Oh, yeah, yeah. Atletico at, 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 saved it for Anfield. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I think I think, I think it's going to be 3-2. Yeah, I'm going to say... Um, I think Vardy will score one, Madison will score one, Harvey Barnes will score one, and then for Watford, I'm going to say... I'm, I'm going to say Stroudini. Troy Deeney ain't playing. Oh, he's refusing um, to play because of his enough. son. I'm going to say, like, is Delafeo Del fit? If, if Delafeo's fit, I'm going to say Delafeo. I, I still feel like, um, even though Deeney's not playing three ones or less, it seems like a fair, fair bet. Okay, fair enough. I mean, I've, I've seen people having a go at Troy Deeney for not playing, like, his son's exactly. got heart issues, and you can't blame you can't blame him for not playing. He's basically he's got two he, options: he, not play football yeah. or not not see his family for like months. But his but his son's got heart exactly. issues, so he doesn't want he doesn't want to go out and play football in case he gets the virus, brings it home, and his son gets it because his son's high exactly. risk. That's like the only way you could get round it would be to like. I don't know, buy a new house or stay in a hotel for months. But even still, that's like... I've seen players... I've seen some more play, players. I think that Lyle Taylor, he's he's said he'll play now. But before he was like, well, I'm not playing because if Troy Deeney's not playing, I'm not playing. But it doesn't work like that because it, if you've got no one in your family who's not high risk or you're not high risk, I don't see the problem with not playing. Hi, um, fair enough. And it's also like, I mean, personally, I just see it as, well, I'm too good for the club, so I'm well, not yeah. going to play. That's, I, that's the wrong mentality, to, like, to be honest. But what, what's your score prediction and who's back in the goals? Um, Son. <laughs> no, not Son. I said Son. <laughs> I was thinking of uh, United v Spurs then. Uh, I think Sar's going to get one. I think. If they were famous, he'll get one. But I think Vardy will get two for Leicester, and I think I think Madison will get one. So it'll be two. Brighton versus Arsenal. 
I'm going to say 2-1 to Arsenal. I feel like I feel like Mustafi will get an own goal, but Aubameyang will score too. Tom, Tom, Tom will be like Tom will be in the chat in a, in a bit saying, "Oh, what do you mean? Only two one? We've got the best back in the world." Uh, but I think I think Brighton are going to win because they need a win desperately more than Arsenal. I'm going to look at the table now. Brighton are in fifteenth place and are two points clear of the draw. But if they can win, they still stay in fifteenth, but they're further away from the draw. Whereas with Arsenal, yeah, and that's why Arsenal, if they they win the game, then depending on the City result, let's assume that they get beat by City because they will. Um, then they they end up. Um, if they lose to City and beat Brighton, then they could potentially go as high in the table as seventh place. You know, Brighton. Uh, you know, if they're two points away from the drop. Uh, what I'd be what I'd be talking to my team is so if every game I want you to go out there and try your hardest to win because let's be honest if there's exactly. two points you need the to, drop, then if you can turn two points into five points then that's good but I think I feel like they both kind of need to win Brighton need to stay up whereas Arsenal need to um, try and break into a European spot Brighton need it more because if if they go down and that can cause financial difficulties True, but then for any club. You've got the case with Arsenal where Arsenal are, are a massive club. I think the only clubs in the Premier League bigger are Liverpool and United. So for, for such a big club then to not get European football, that can cause certain financial maybe not to the extent of going down to the championship, but that can still cause financial issues with um you know in ways. Obviously they'll still have enough money to sustain themselves. But if Arsenal don't get a European think, spot, then that could mean that they sit in mid-table obscurity for, for a long time. I think, for me, I think, for the goals, for me, I think Adam Webster is going to get one. I think Neil Mopé is going to get one. And I think uh, for Arsenal, Bamiang is going to get one. Is it Arsenal? Yeah, yeah. Um, Arsenal versus yeah. Brighton, it is. Yeah. But, yeah. here we go. West Ham versus Wolves. I think Wolves, honestly, uh, people say to me, oh, yeah, so you're not in the Premier League anymore, so what is your favourite club in the Premier League? And I say, well, Wolverhampton Wanderers, because they've just got this, this like, they've got this atmosphere, and it's like, well, they won't have it anymore, because, you know, but it's like, I don't know if it's like just you, but every time you watch Wolverhampton Wanderers, the whole family are watching. Yeah. Um, they do um, play very, you know, fun to watch football. They've got some players that I, I really like. Um, I think Jimenez is very good. Obviously, I'm deeply in love with Matt Doherty. Ruben Neves, I think I Neves is a fantastic little player. I love him at Liverpool. John Moutinho, I think Moutinho is very good. They've got a lot of, of very good players. Conor Cody is a legend as well. Now Patricio and Gold. There's so many Wolves players that I like. I think they're very likable. The team they've got is very likable. Um, I think Nuno's a very likable manager. What I do think is Wolves are going to beat West Ham 2-0. And I think Jimenez is going to score. I think three. And I'm going to be positive and say my boy Matt Doherty gets one. 
I think I'm going to say 3 0 Wolves. I think Matt Doherty is going to get one. I think I think Jota is going to get one. And I think, you know, I'm, just, I'm going to say it. I think Morgan Gibbs White is going to get one. Yeah, yeah. Fair. You know, um, obviously, I really hope that West Ham go down because I hate Declan Rice with a passion. I know I've got some West Ham fans that watch this. Um, it's not unpersonal against West Ham. Um, I, I don't mind West Ham. I think they, uh, Forever Blowing Bubbles is a very good song. I'm not, I'm not even going to lie. Um, probably gets in your head. But my deep hatred for Declan Rice means I want to see him not in the Championship. So... I hope you go down, and I think Wolves will win sooner. Oh, if, you know, if West Ham go down, then well, yeah, but gonna move. still, it just makes Declan raise. It's just funny to see when he got relegated, and it'll make me feel a bit better about um, his treachery and his, his literal treason. Bournemouth versus Crystal Palace. I think it'll be a nil-nil this. I think Bournemouth need a win, and I think they'll get that win. But it won't be easy because Crystal Palace—they, they, they—they uh, they they, they are very good Thing at driving with, out. With Palace, though, credit is the Palace don't really need to win. Palace are safe from going down, and they're very unlikely to get into Europe, a European spot because, like, they are the four points behind seventh place, which I know that doesn't seem like a lot. But they've got Burnley in front of them, Arsenal in front of them with a game in hand, Tottenham in front of them, Sheffield United in front of them, Wolves in front of them, and then you've got um, Man United in front of them. If they're, they're in 11th. Palace, I think, they won't play as hard. I think Zaha will have a good game. He'll nearly score a few chances. Zaha will start getting into the groove of things. Um, I think Palace will pick up as the, as the season goes on, but I feel like Bournemouth will get a result out of this. I, I know Bournemouth are in the relegation zone with um what they're on the same amount of points as Watford and West Ham, who were just above the drop. But they're only Watford and West Ham are only um ahead on goal difference. With my prediction if Bournemouth get a draw, West Ham and Watford lose, then that means that Bournemouth going to sixteenth. I think I think I think it's going to be one 0 Bournemouth. It won't be easy, of course, because grind that was for some reasons. But I do think like Crystal Palace, they've got nothing to play for. So I just think Bournemouth are going to win. I think Callum Wilson's going to get a goal. Fair enough. That's a solid prediction. Newcastle versus Sheffield United. I feel like this is going to be one of them games where Sheffield United defend perfectly. And then score like one goal, and then they win it. And I feel like um, I feel like I'm gonna say Moussa will get that. Newcastle, I've got a couple of Newcastle fans who watch the podcast. You know what? Newcastle, second favorite club in the Premier League, because uh, I mean their fans I, are just I do class, agree. They've got a very good atmosphere, I mean, and they do deserve to be in a better position than they are now. I just can't see them getting a result over. A hungry Sheffield United because again Newcastle are one of them clubs with nothing to play for at this point. They're safe from the drop, but they're almost guaranteed to not get your um, European football. Again, I think I think it'll be two one Newcastle. I think Saint Maximum will get a double, and I think 
Lundstrom will get a goal for Sheffield United. Fair enough. Um, here's one. Aston Villa versus Chelsea. This is going to be a massively bold prediction. But this is what I'm saying. I'm going to say Aston Villa 2, Chelsea 3. I think... I hate to say it, but Grealish will score one. I think El Ghazi will score for Villa as well. And I think Chelsea's goal um, goal scorers will be... Mason Mount will get one. Tammy Abraham will get two. Because I feel like Tammy Abraham at this point, he knows that he's likely to get dropped for Timo Werner. Or at the very very least, it's a possibility that um, they'll choose to play Werner Schneider instead of on the wing. Abraham will be looking to try and prove to Lampard that he can still go. And playing against um, Aston Villa, who aren't very good defensively, I think, yeah, it's safe to say that Abraham will net a goal or two. So I'm going to say 3-2 to Chelsea. Question. If Tammy Abraham scores, will he celebrate? I don't think so. I don't think so. Maybe maybe it'll, it'll be like, if it's a win goal, he might show a bit of enthusiasm, but I don't think he'll go over the top with it. I, I don't think that... Um, I'm not sure how much we will see players celebrate because it's weird to do full-on massive celebrations in front of no crowd because, to be honest, a lot of the reason why players do celebrate is because of the cheering crowd. But it just looks a bit weird when there's no one. Yeah. watching. Like, obviously, if it's a massive goal, like a winning goal, then yeah. But if you've just scored the goals to make it like 2-0, then it's going to look weird. If, do you know what I mean? Like, it's just... It's, yeah. It's, yeah. Um, but I don't think um, if I don't think he will. Full on celebrate, especially if it's um not like a winning goal. I, I, I don't think he will. I think it'll be uh, I think it'll be two and Chelsea. I think Tammy Abraham will get one. I think you know, uh, just thinking who's fit really. You know, I'm gonna say Aspel Crater will get one. So, Tom, count yourself lucky, my Man City versus Burnley. Well, City I mean, smacked Burnley last time at Turf Moor with a Burnley crowd. So they'll smack them at the Etihad. 5 0. I'm going to say 5 0 to City. Aguero, Hatcher. Sterling will score one. And I think. Um, hmm, I'm going to say that Laporte's going to score one. Okay. Obviously, we all know Burnley are a very good side. You know, they've won the Premier League a couple of times. I'm joking. Burnley are one of them. They're not going to play Kevin... for at this point. No, I think I think Kevin De Bruyne is just going to get a hat trick. I'm, I'm going to say it now. He's getting a hat trick. It's going to be three now, Man City. Great. Last game. Liverpool versus Everton. What do you think will happen here? You know, um, obviously you only need two wins to win the league. So realistically, you're gonna you're gonna play full strength for the next two games. If you win them two games, then you can you know start rotating some new players. So I think Everton. I think it's gonna be. Uh, I think it's gonna be five two again. Right. I'm gonna set. I'm gonna set the scene here for what I think is gonna happen. Seventeen minutes in. I'm gonna say most. Um. No. No. No, Sadio Mane is going to score a goal. Um, 
So Liverpool one nil ahead. Right. So half yeah. time. Liverpool one nil up. Fifty fifth minute. I'm gonna say, Calvert Lewin equaliser. And then, eighty second minute. I am gonna say, Calvert Lewin again scores the winner. Everton wins two one. I genuinely think Everton are going to beat us. Both of it. I don't I think... I think... Calvert-Lewin's a good player, I'm not going to lie. Uh, I want to add the Euros in case, like... So, if England pick Calvert-Lewin at the Euros, uh, say, 10 minutes... Uh, it's the last 10 minutes of the game we're playing against one, like, just France, and we need a goal to win the game. Calvert-Lewin's just one of them players that we can bring off the bench and he can score. You know, he's a threat and... Uh, I like him, so I think Calvert Lewin's going to get a double. I think Salah's going to get two. I think Shakiri's going to get one. I think Firmino's going to get one, and I think Manny's going to get one. Um, but yeah, I, I I just have a feeling that I know. I feel like a lot of we've got a massive portion of our viewers who are Liverpool supporters that aren't going to agree with me. I support Liverpool myself, but Everton. I just I've just got a feeling that they they're going to do it. Just, just out of pure spite, to be honest. Beat them with your, you beat them with your under nine team. What are you talking I mean, about? Yeah, but that was with that was at Anfield with an Anfield crowd. To be fair. Yeah, with, with your under nine. But yeah, that's we've covered the every game. But I've got another idea for the topic we can do. Um, if you're watching this, right? Oh. We 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 said, um. We're going to do a bit on fantasy football now. If you fantasy Premier League, if if you don't if you don't play it and you don't have yeah. much interest in it, then you can you can probably just like click off now. Um, I'm not gonna. I'm not just gonna tell you to stay tuned and listen to something that you have no interest in. But if you do play fantasy Premier League or you've got any 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 form of interest in it, do stay tuned and we're gonna we're gonna talk about our fancy Premier League themes and, and why we've gone for the players we have. I'm just opening my, my fancy Premier League app now to see my beautiful team and it's glory. Uh, fancy Premier League. You know, you know what, I felt hard done by uh, when, I, when I was a... Uh, I think it was a... Uh, I think it was like the start of the year when I was making my fantasy Premier League team and making an account. You know what? And you know what I've seen? I was, I was scrolling through the favourite team and guess who was oh, on yeah, there? Oh, yeah, it's only Premier League team. Yeah, I didn't know because it was between Everton, Wolves, Chelsea. That's such Brighton, a weird selection. I pick. Yeah, so in the end, I just picked um, Everton. Yeah, yeah. So now when I so now when I load up my fantasy my fantasy Premier League app, all I see is Calvin Lewin is ready <laughs> to score some oh, goals. Man. Um, anyway, I've gone for my two keepers are I've gone for Alan Button from Brighton. I know he never plays, but it's three point nine million. You don't really need a backup keeper, especially if you've played your bench boost already like I have. So I've gone for the three point nine million Alan Button just to save money. And my starting goalkeeper, who I've um, just recently brought in for Nick Pope. Is Dean Henderson from Sheffield United, five point three million, and I think that's a reliable pick because Sheffield United have been so good at the back. 
Okay. Uh, my two goalkeepers are Nick Pope and Rui Patricio. Nick Pope's on the bench. Patricio started. Fair enough. My um, yeah, I I had Nick Pope because Burnley do keep a lot of clean sheets, but in the end, I had the money to get Dean Henderson. And Sheffield United have been so good defensively that I couldn't turn down such a reliable keeper for five point two million. Mm-hmm. That, that's yeah. But anyway, speaking of Sheffield United, in defence, I've took out Lundstrom and put Johnny Egan in. Right, because I just like, I know Lundstrom is was basically the fancy Premier League god. He get goals, he get assists, he do loads of stuff. But the thing is now Sheffield United have a fully fit squad. They've got Sander Burge, they've got they've got so many players that are fully fit that it doesn't make it doesn't make sense to start Lundstrom. And I think because he isn't a nailed on starter, it was better to get Egan, who's cheaper, will keep just as many clean sheets, pretty much a nailed on starter for every game, and he's an Irish legend. Fair I've enough. got Ender Stevens, five point two million. Okay, I brought him in for I think I had him the whole time. I think I'm gonna check who I had um, beforehand. And we're just gonna go back and um, do game week thirty. I had Patrick Van Anholt from Crystal Palace, but I replaced him with Ender Stevens, which was probably a smart move. Stevens was actually cheaper than Van Anholt. Palace don't keep clean sheets, and so, um, Van Anholt's probably a bit more of a threat going forward, but. I just think Stevens for the clean sheets and Stevens again he, he can go forward. I just thought it was a better option. And again, he's an Irish legend. I've got Matt Doherty, two million. Um I've had him basically the whole time. He he is quite expensive, but he does Wolves do get a fair amount of clean sheets. Don't concede that many goals and Doherty does go forward as a as a wing back and he gets goals and assists. And then my two, um, I've got Andy Robertson for seven million and Trent for seven point four. And again, they're probably like, yeah, I feel like what even is your fantasy team if you don't have at least one of those players in, especially Trent. Like I know they're expensive, but Liverpool keep clean sheets regularly. Liverpool get um, those two fullbacks get you know goals and assists, especially assists on the regular basis. So. That, that's why I've got them in mm-hmm. there. And as a Liverpool fan, I always shy and have at least three Liverpool players in. But, yeah. But I've gone for including keeper. Three Sheffield United defenders and two Liverpool defenders. And, yeah. So, what have you got in your defence? I've got yeah. Simon Chu. I don't remember how much he's cost, but still. I've got Simon Chu and Ben Chilwell. Virgil van Dijk and Trent Alexander-Arnold. Sort of very solid back line. Um, my midfield. I have got... Well, on the bench, I'll start, start with the, my... I've playing all five of my... Um, I'm playing all five of my defenders, but I'm only I'm playing four midfielders. But I've got Todd Campbell on the bench. 4.7 million. Too, too good to not get, I think. I got, yeah, I've got, um, on my I've got Harvey Barnes from Leicester for six point two million. You know, as I say, mm-hmm. he was he's another one that's like he's cheap and for for his price, he is quality. I had um, I have Bedwin 
for him Tottenham beforehand, but now the I have bitted with Lucas Moura from Tottenham, but now the Kane and Son are back. I don't feel like they're going to get as much game time, so they that's that's just them out. I think they're, they're yeah, but you won't you won't get get as much game. So I brought Harvey Barnes in from Leicester because I just feel like that's uh, that makes sense. He's solid. My other player, and everyone's calling me mental for this, right? Wilfred Zaha, 6.7 million. Now, I know he's had a terrible season, but I think that comes down to the fact that he doesn't want to be a palace and he can't be bothered. But, and now Zaha hasn't much had, he hasn't had hype lately as he compared to what he usually has. But he is one of those players that's too good for the club he's at, to be honest. Yeah. He, he's too big for the club. And um, he does, you know, when he wants to, he can be good. And I think if he, he he's going to put his mind to it simply for the reason that he wants to basically put himself in the shop window for this transfer window and he wants he wants someone to come and buy him because he, he doesn't want to be a palace much longer. And that's why I'm starting because I feel like he does have a lot to prove because he wanted, will get that move away from palace in the, in the summer. I've got... I've got Son for 9.7 million. I brought him in Recently, I had him previously, but when he got um, injured, I took him out. But I've brought him back now. Nine point seven million, um, quite expensive, but I, I, I think um, he is worth it. And I've got me, me last Liverpool player, twelve point five million, my most expensive player. I've got Salah. Okay. Yeah. So like your midfield. This is my midfield. Who's starting off? Yeah, I had with him. I had him, but it took him out for um, Zaha in the end. Okay, and then we're going to move yeah. on to Kevin De Bruyne. I can afford De Bruyne, but I've, I've got... made a rule where I'm, I, I don't put any City or United players in my team. Nah, man. I might be, to be honest. I can afford Edison. Or the Bruyne, but yeah. I'm choosing to keep Dean Henderson and Son over them, which is a bit mad, but... Yeah, uh, I've got Mahrez, uh, because, you know, Mahrez, uh, you know, last season he didn't have the greatest season, but this season he's been absolutely yeah. brilliant for City. You know, p- personally, uh, Mahrez, uh, I really like him. Well, yeah. I know you don't, but Mahrez, he's... Even though he like, even though he plays for City, I I still really what do you like, like is the penalty he took at Anfield where he kicked it all the way to Goodison. But yeah, um, fair enough. The thing is with Mares, though, the some... only thing that worries me about Mares, me... having someone like Mares in the team is that City rotates a lot because they've got so much depth because they spend so much money. So the worry about putting a City player in is that if they get rested and get put on the bench or just dropped completely to to rest them, then you basically you don't get any points for him. And that would that, be my worry about putting City players in. But to be honest, the reason I don't have any in is because I don't like City. I'm not even going to lie. Cool. My fourth midfielder, who is Mason Mount. And now, Frank Lampard, I mean, he loves Mason Mount. Uh, let's be honest. If Let's be honest. Uh, at the end of the season, I reckon <laughs> Frank Lampard is yeah, I had Mount, to Mason Mount. I'll talk him out because um, he just wasn't playing well for a bit. And... I think in the end I just preferred the options I had other than Mount. Now, right, so 
Right. You move on to your attacks. I'm going to start off with um, Shane Long, who's on the bench for 4.7 million. I took Danny Ings out for Shane Long. Everyone's probably thinking that I'm mad, but here's why I don't think it's a good idea to have Danny Ings in your team. So there's 11 games to play. There's, I think it's nine games. Yeah, nine games to play in a two-month period. Danny Ings is so injury-prone that he might as well have been made out of bacon. So one of two things is going to happen. One, Southampton play him through this period of time and he gets injured. Or two, he gets rested because Southampton know that he is injury-prone so he'll get rested for a few games. He isn't like a nailed-on starter. And if he is, then that increases his risk to injury. So I put Shane Long in because I love him and he's cheap. I can afford Jordan Ayew, but, he's not... but I decided to put Shane Long in instead. But Harley, he scored a few this season. I feel like without Danny Ings around, he'll you know, go black, um, rely on him more to score if Ings does get dropped or he does get injured. Either way, I don't have a bench boost, and Shane Long's on my bench anyway, so it's not, it's not massive. Um, if he doesn't do well, and he's he's four point seven million, so but for the value, four point seven million for Shane Long isn't bad. Um, my other striker, he, I've put him on the bench, but I've got I've made another rule other than those City and United players, where um, any any team that plays against Liverpool, I will put their players on the bench for that game week. So that's why I've, that's why I've got Calvert Lewin on the bench. I feel like I'd probably drop Barnes for I'd probably drop like Barnes or Egan for Calvert Lewin if um, next week, but just because Everton are playing Liverpool, I've I've dropped Calvert Lewin because I don't want to profit off my team getting smacked, even though I think Calvert Lewin will destroy us. But he's on my bench, six point one million, very good value. He's six point five on the market now, but I bought him for six point one when before his price went up because I knew he was in good form. And it turned out I was right about Carver Loon. And he's been in very good form this season. But, yeah. And my captain for this week, because it's a double game week, I've recently brought him in. A Bamyang. I brought, I took Jimenez out and I brought a Bamyang in. Because I, had, I, had, I managed to make the money for him. But, yeah, a Bamyang. I've, I've mostly captained okay. him. Half because um, it's, a, it's a double game week for, for Arsenal. So, both the points from... Man City and Brighton will count. Well, to be honest, I've captained him. I was in the hope that he'll like he'll do something against City. Because if Arsenal manage to beat City, Aubameyang manages to score a few, and I've captained him on fantasy football, how great will that be for me? <laughs> but, no, um, yeah, I feel like he's got two games, so it makes sense to captain him for this week. Although, me captain before was Chent, with Salad as my vice. And that's probably what it will go back to next week. But for this, just for this week, Captain the Bamyang and Vice the Trent. Okay, cool. Fair enough. So my my attack is is deadly. It's cheap, but it's deadly. So we have got Jamie Vardy. <laughs> I have fun. Vardy, but I think yeah, he's having a party. Um, I think I think um, his his wife was giving birth or something like yes. that. Or I think um, I can't remember what it was, but I dropped him for some reason, which was probably not a very good idea. Because yeah, I don't have the money to get him back now, and I should have just kept him when he was cheaper. But but still, 
But you know, Jim Vine's gonna have a party. Guess he's gonna have, guess he's gonna be having a party at the, <laughs> end, of the, at the end of the fantasy football season. Me, uh, yeah. Uh, to be honest with you, Why? I was confident, but now I'm not very confident because because I've just realised. Yeah, I was literally just gonna say then, then, one of my concerns with having Vardy Jordan games behind closed doors is the Vardy's one of them fellas who bounces off off the atmosphere in a way. Steve, you know, he, he reminds me because Steven Gerrard was like that. He would draw his energy from the Anfield crowd. The Anfield crowd would cheer for him, shout his name, and Gerrard would take that energy from the crowd, and he would use that to put in his best performance for those mm. people that believed in. And I feel like Vardy is similar to that in the way that he does take the energy from the crowd to perform at his best. But now that it's basically just going to be five ball boys in attendance. And the substitutes, I don't think he will perform as well. Why would they play ball boys? Because, like, play ball boys. I mean, why would they have ball boys? Because I think in the Bundesliga, like, first week, they didn't have ball boys. He just had I actually the players. That, that was just a joke. I don't know if they do have ball I boys or not, to be honest. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, just, I just, like, thought... Uh, I just thought, like, I think in the Bundesliga, they had these are the players were just a, I think one player on every team on both teams was supposed what, what were sent to, do it? Like, to the pitch, just grab the ball every time it went over. Yeah. Yeah. How sad would but, that be? I mean, uh, yeah, uh, we both got Calvin. Dominic Calvin Lewin. I mean, that is a deadly yeah. attack. To be honest with you, use your third striker. Th- those players can cause some damage. Don't have a third striker. Uh, but my bench it's Martinelli, Cartwell, and yeah, Darity yeah, and Pope. That's my bench. Fair enough. Yeah. So that is solid, though. So, um, but I do think. The, you won't be the winner of the APL. I think I'm going to be, I'm going to be celebrating at the end of the season. And um, yeah, man, I'm going to win the APL. Oh, Only legends will be, the be APL. Quiet, sounds, but... Be quiet. Oh yeah, definitely. But um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I think honestly, I, I just think it's going to be a free horse race. I think. Tom Edwards, he's rolled oh, yeah. himself I've off. I've seen some of his picks, and I was like, what is he? What's he doing? Yeah, I'm confident, though, that I've, I, picked, I picked the right team. Even some of the picks that might, people might think are weird, like Zaha's a bit of a weird one, and um, Shane Long's a bit of a weird one, but I'm, I'm overall, I'm confident that um, I'm going to do quite well. And um, the thing is, as well, though, is that... Yeah. Up until Wednesday, up until up until five o'clock on Wednesday, we can make as many transfers as we want until the deadline. So I'm. It's very likely yeah. that I'll change my team before, um, you know, before Wednesday. Hell, before might might even change my team before this actually comes out. So this will be outdated. But I think in general, unless I think of any more ideas, because I spent ages thinking about this team, I overthought the hell out of this. So you know. What I'm going to do is I'm just going to wing it for the first week. 
So I'm going to see yeah. what it's... Premier League players play well. What Premier League players don't play well. So if I see a Premier League player playing well, and I'm like... Yeah, I'm He's probably going to him. stick with my side for two or three weeks, but then if there's players that are consistently playing a bit crap, then I might get rid of them. But anyway, like, we have been going on this for 68 yeah. minutes. 68 yeah. minutes, that's got to be. One, it's time to it might end be it. our longest episode so far, you know. I've enjoyed it. It hasn't felt like we've been yeah, going no, for 68 minutes, it. to be honest. I think this... It's felt like a lot shorter than that. I'm going to say now, this is yeah. probably the um, best podcast we filmed. It's, it's probably Honestly, been one of my favourites as well. Um, favourite, to be honest. We had, we had the thing where, um, you know, we, I, I enjoyed the first one we done because it was new and refreshing, but I feel like it was mostly me just talking because it was me talking about my own club, so it was mostly me just talking. Whereas, whereas I feel like recently we've been having very good debates about, you know, what we think um, and why we think it and... It's been a lot more of a two-way street than it was in the first episode as we've been going on. So I think, I think um, it is very yeah good that we can, you know, do stuff like that where we can both both go back and forth and have debates and trail off onto tangents that have nothing to do with the actual topic. <laughs> yeah. So everybody, we're going to wrap it up here and yes, uh, yes, vote will. will. And I'm looking you forward know, to it. Make a return for next week. It's going to be our last episode of season one. And you know what? I've enjoyed 100%, it. 100%. I've, I've loved every I've second of it, it, to be honest. Like, just, I, I never thought we'd do this well, but sometimes like when I'll get messages, like obviously some, some of them aren't very, very nice, um, especially the anonymous ones, but... I'll have I'll have people DM me and they'll say um, they'll turn around and say, "Wow, that's very good. That's much better than I'm expecting from small content creators. You guys deserve so much more credit than you're getting." And to hear stuff like that being said about us, it it, it really does mean the world to me that we do have a small but very loyal fan base that do do watch our will listen to our podcast. And if we can grow that, fantastic. But I'm just so happy with what, what we've achieved. And I, I never thought that it would turn out this well. You know what? As we grow, maybe, maybe <laughs> there might be a chance that we can get a few footballers on it. Footballers, try and get them on. Fair yeah, enough, at the end, about 15 of them. At the end, about 15 a day. Uh, yeah. I, think, I think one of them have seen it, but I haven't replied. Um, Ethan Hamilton. Guess who it was. <laughs> oh, Ethan that'd Hamilton. be interesting because he's he's technically a Man United yeah. player. That'll be interesting, that. But yeah, if he if he does reply, then you know, good. But he's just seen it, and that's it. So yeah, we'll end the podcast there, and uh, yeah, uh, next week will be our last episode, and uh, we'll have a two week break. Yeah. And then, We'll do season two. So, so hope you you guys enjoy enjoy this episode. And I mean, I know I enjoyed recording it with you. I, I've Thank loved you coming on. Thank again. you for coming. Like, this again. was all your idea, and it turned out great. And and between us, I feel like we just it's it's there what what we've done and the way we're growing it and constantly thinking of new things we can do. I think it is very very. It's great, honestly. The, the things have turned out 
as well as the album. Again, thank you to the people that watch it because if you think all that really, the, you're the reason why we do this, and you you are the most important part because we are we are doing this to um, get people through lockdown. Because I know times can be very difficult, very boring sometimes as well. You you can struggle with your mind, but if we if we can just just listening to us, you know. If that can help take your mind off the troubles that you've got in your own life, then, and it takes my my mind off the stuff that I've got going on, it's a it's a nice little way to just escape and get away from it all. And even after this lockdown's done, I would love to carry on doing doing this. I know scheduling might be a bit more difficult, but I yeah. still feel like we can find a way to do it. Yeah, I do. So yeah. So yeah, lads, uh, that'll be it for this week. And uh, we will see 